You're listening to the podcast of Father Billy Daniel. I am an Episcopal priest serving in Church of the Ascension in Knoxville, Tennessee. This podcast features sermons, reflections, and occasional conversations to help you deepen your spiritual life. To learn more about me or to get connected, please visit fatherbillydaniel.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. This homily was preached in Church of the Ascension on Sunday, April the 30th, 2023. Who is Jesus to you, he asked. Who is Jesus to you? I began serving in the church when I was in college. As a young college student, I was invited to teach adult classes in the church, lead small groups, and a whole lot more. I took my first full-time position in parish ministry when I was 24, a little more than two decades ago. I have served in five different Episcopal churches and one Episcopal boarding school. I have been trained in three different seminaries. I have four advanced degrees in theology. I have interviewed with four different bishops, a handful of priests, several parish search committees, and I have endured the inquisition of an all-too-thorough commission on ministry that was hell-bent on making sure I jumped through every single hoop they could find before passing me off to the bishop for ordination. Along the way, I have had numerous mentors, professors, and colleagues. I have walked alongside and been guided by faithful people, people who stood by me when I was not a good companion, people who entertained my curiosities, people who tolerated my humorous ways of seeing God and humanity. I truly believe that God is a masterful comedian. I mean, have you looked in the mirror lately? It's comments like these that help me take the long road to ordination. Amidst All the interrogation and faithful care I have endured and received. Would you believe? Would you believe that only one person, only one person ever asked me, Who is Jesus to you? In the 25 years I have served the church, only once, only once has anyone ever asked me what I really believe about Jesus. Bishop Prince Singh, whom many of you got to hear preach at my installation as your rector, he is the only person to ever ask me that question. Many people have asked me if I'm comfortable asking for money, if I know how to balance a budget, if I have administrative experience or a vision for leadership. Professors and mentors have talked to me about God's love tested me on doctrines and church history, helped me to know how to be a kind and forgiving presence for those I serve, how to be fully attentive to others. All have been lovers and followers of Jesus. Not one ever bothered to ask except Bishop Singh. 
And when he asked me this all-too-taken-for-granted question, tears began to well up in my eyes. It's as though my soul had been waiting, just waiting for someone to ask me this question. It felt as though this Jesus who I have been chasing my whole life, who has always been the longing in the depths of my soul, was finally seen in me, seen in the very asking to be seen. As that burst of emotion simmered, I said to Bishop Singh in reply, Jesus is everything. Jesus is the one who makes sense of my life, makes sense of the world, makes sense of everything I have ever experienced. Jesus is God. Jesus is the force of my being. Jesus is the one with whom I am in constant dialogue. Jesus is the lover of my soul, the one with whom I never feel judged or ashamed. Jesus, I repeated, is everything. There was something about being asked this simple, all-encompassing question that led me deeper in my journey toward Christ, inviting me to name Jesus not in some perfunctory way, but to actually name and describe who Jesus is to me reinvigorated something in my spirit. I had a renewed conviction, a renewed awareness that my life is not my own, that I was all in with Jesus. For the longest time, having been well-trained and well-prepared by academia, I could tell you about every heresy and why it was wrong. I could tell you why Apollinarianism, Nestorianism, Docetism, and every other ism was a threat to the Christian faith because they unjustly represent the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, who is fully divine and fully human. And while I have been tested on these isms in just about every other theological matter and doctrine, I was never invited just to tell professor, bishop, or priest who Jesus is for me or how Jesus had transformed my life, how Jesus is transforming my life. It was taken for granted. Many have asked me about my sense of calling, but none seem to care who Jesus is to me. And if the church is not asking this question of its priest, what are we asking of you? Or perhaps what are the questions we're not asking? Questions that your soul is just waiting to be asked. Since Bishop Singh asked me this question over eight years ago, I've been digging deeper into who I am at my core and whether my habits and practices are actually leading me toward my true self hidden with Christ in God. As I have grown to realize the many ways that the Spirit moves throughout creation, that God is actively creating and recreating the world, and that Jesus is the threshold of life, somewhere along the way, the image of a gate became central in my imagination. 
Christopher Alexander, the great architectural theorist of the 20th, 20th century, describes the gate as a living pattern language, a living pattern language. The gate is that through which life passes. The gate, a living language, joins together the patterns of a community. It connects habits, practices, and structures, both visible and invisible, which condition our movements, condition our speech, condition our imagination. We might think of the roadways throughout Knoxville as some of the patterns that condition our movements and imaginations. There are only so many ways, for instance, to get from point A to point B. And if I've learned anything in the short time I've lived in this scruffy city, there's no direct route to anywhere. <laughs> and, and good luck getting anywhere without a car. I live in a subdivision over off of Lonus Road. I got on my bike for a short ride after moving here last year, and I swiftly realized that Knoxville is not a bike-friendly city. There's the road, and there's the ditch. No shoulder, no sidewalk. It's stay between the lines or die. What Alexander highlights for us is that our roadways are actually conditioning our imaginations every time we drive or ride along them. Here in Knoxville, they tell us that pedestrians and cyclists do not belong. The congestion everywhere shows us that there are too many of us driving in our own cars, as if Knoxville has a never-ending cold. Our highways had COVID long before we did. Christopher Alexander did not invent this idea of the gate as a living pattern language. Jesus describes this clearly in today's gospel, so to help us recognize how our lives are being patterned, to help us understand what's connecting the worlds in which we live and move. I am the gate, says Jesus. And Jesus complicates this image by mincing metaphors, as Jesus is wont to do, saying also that I am the good shepherd. So we have this image of Jesus walking through the gate, sheep in tow, following his voice, the voice of the shepherd. Through the gate, Jesus is. With a wink and a smile, Jesus tells his followers that he is the shepherd that his sheep follow his voice, and that he is the gate through which the sheep move, so to find pasture. Jesus is the axis point of creation, the threshold of heaven and earth. Jesus as gate is the portal through which we move and flow between the realms of heaven and earth, the pastures of God. This Jesus, whose very body is the gate of heaven and earth, communicates divinity to humanity and humanity to divinity in his flesh. Still with me? All right. In the body of Jesus, his resurrected and resurrecting flesh and blood, heaven and earth are united. 
When Jesus gives the Holy Spirit, renewing the life force of God in creation through his death and resurrection, what the Holy Spirit brings about in us is incarnation. Incarnation. God wills in all things, says St. Maximus Confessor, to bring about the mystery of divine embodiment. Stay with me. Jesus, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, both shepherd and gate, calls us to the threshold of life, calls us to himself, the gate. This gate, a portal that swings open in both directions, uniting heaven to earth and earth to heaven, is the threshold through which the Spirit moves from the celestial realm of God to the pastures of earth, gathering the sheep, us, and guiding the sheep to the voice of the shepherd, so to be carried into the heavenly places. This movement of the Spirit from and to God is an eternal procession and return, gathering humanity into divinity through Jesus, the threshold of life. Every Sunday, every Sunday when you approach the gate of this sanctuary wherein Eucharist is celebrated, you are being gathered anew into this procession and return of the Spirit. Descending upon the bread and wine, the Spirit descends upon you. You are invited in the Eucharist to receive your true self, consecrated, as a sacrament of God. This is why we pray before we receive Eucharist that we might become what we receive. It is here that Psalm 23, that all too familiar and all too overlooked Psalm of the Shepherd, has much to teach us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I once heard a preacher say that that's not a promise, it's a threat. God is going to chase you to the ends of the earth until you become who God is making you to be. God is going to seek you out until you bend your will to God's will. God is going to hunt you down until you finally concede that you can't do it all and that you can't do it by yourself until you surrender, embrace your human condition, and open your heart to the grace that is ready to overflow from the cup of your life. When we finally stop, when we finally stop and heed the voice of the shepherd, and we seek no longer to enter the pastures of God by our own means, by our own efforts as thieves and bandits, we turn around, our hearts are transformed, and we find ourselves standing before the gate, Jesus, who has been there all along waiting for us to wander in and enjoy what we cannot earn, doing so in fellowship 
with others who have likewise surrendered to divine fullness as we all realize the truth of our intradependence in Jesus Christ. That's when our cups runneth over. We become a gate. We are not the gate. We become a gate of the shepherd. Likewise, we become a voice of the shepherd. We are not the shepherd. We find our voice speaking the message of grace and surrender in Jesus Christ. Everything, everything changes. What might it mean for our lives to become portals of the Spirit's flow? Another way to ask this question is this, for what or whom is your life a gate? You see, what Jesus reveals is that our lives are gates. We are living thresholds between worlds. What are the worlds my life is connecting? What are the things to which my habits and practices binding me, binding others? What are the pastures into which my life is an opening for others to graze? How I give and spend my money, for instance, does it reveal a heart whose treasure is in heaven? Or does it speak of someone all too bound to the things of this world? How and what I eat and drink, do I do these acts mindfully enough that it guides me and others to the nourishment of heaven? Thich Nhat Hanh said that if you drink whiskey mindfully, you would stop drinking whiskey. I have not found this to be true. I have found, however, with G.K. Chesterton that the best way to give thanks to God for bourbon is by not drinking too much of it. How is your life, your watch, your wallet, your way of being in the world, how is your life opening you more and more to Jesus? How is your life a gate, a pattern language with others, connecting with Jesus in fellowship together? How is your life a gate of transformation for the life of this world? In other words, who is Jesus to you? Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Remember to subscribe. And if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in Church of the Ascension, visit knoxvilleascension.org.